Well, welcome back to the Breakthrough Podcast. So good to be with you here today. Excited to continue our conversation uh, this month about metaphors. Life is a game. Metaphors are powerful. Uh, We've been talking about this idea that uh, metaphors uh, create context for our life, and uh, they're important for that reason. Um, We've talked about several different metaphors. Uh, You know, some people like to use the metaphor of uh, a party, life is a party, life is a battle uh, or a war. That's a, that's a valuable metaphor for life. Uh, some people think of uh, life as a puzzle, don't necessarily like that metaphor for life. I think some of those folks are uh, generally confused uh, trying to put, put life together. Uh, life is an adventure, a race, a classroom, um, but we've kind of settled in on this metaphor. Uh, what I believe the most me- uh, powerful metaphor for life is uh, is that life is a game. And I love that metaphor because people love games. Uh, they engage. They, uh, when there's a score, there uh, people are highly engaged. People like uh, to have fun when they're playing. There's competition in games. There's people like to win. <laughs> I know I like to win. Uh, and so, yeah, life as a life uh, as a met- uh, as a game as a metaphor is, is powerful um, because it makes life exciting. And uh, so we've been talking about. Um, what that looks like over the last couple of months, um, and we've said that uh, when if life is a game, you know you need some motivation to play. And so, in the first uh, podcast in this conversation, we talked about different motivations, extrinsic motivations or external motivations, and then intrinsic motivations, things that drive us from within, things like curiosity, uh, passion, and purpose. Uh, so, if you missed that a uh, couple months ago, you, uh, please go back and listen to that. I think it's powerful. And then last month, we talked about how if you're going to play the game of life well, you need uh, to develop your skills. And I challenged you guys to identify the specific skills that you need uh, to engage experts, uh, to learn those skills, and then to practice and just put in the time, put in the work to practice those skills so that you can play the game of life well. Today, today I want to talk to you again about this concept of uh, if life is a game, you know, how do we play it? What does it look like to win at the game of life? I, I've kind of put together a little definition here. You can use it if you want. It's really helped me. Uh, But what does it look like to win at the game of life? I wrote this down. I think that winning at life is reaching your potential with your integrity intact. That's very specific. And each word uh, has meaning. Uh, I truly believe that, that for you to win, you have to try to reach your potential. And what that means is that you're not comparing yourself against the achievements or potential of somebody else. You're just trying to reach your own potential. I think we get into a lot of trouble in our lives when we compare ourselves to other people. Um, and it's not, it's not a, a wise path to go down because other people have different capacities than we do. So what, is the, what, what value is it to you or to me to compare myself to what someone else is doing? Um, when when they have a greater capacity or a greater skill level, um, that that's unwise. In fact, I think that <clears throat> excuse me, if we compare ourselves with other people, uh, we're going to be continually disappointed because no matter how successful you are in your life, there's always going to be you know somebody else who's more successful. Uh, they have uh, you know a bigger business or they have more money than you or they are in better shape than you or whatever. And so I think that's a that's a, a 
a shaky ra- uh, ground uh, path to go down. Instead, you have to focus on, if you want to win at life, you have to focus on what's my potential, what's your potential, and how, to, how do I reach that potential with my integrity intact? And here's why I added that second part, because integrity is, is, is the game. If you don't have your integrity, you can reach your potential, but you're going to be all by yourself. <laughs> People won't trust you. They won't like you. Uh, you will literally achieve things and become successful in, the, in, in, a, in a sense, but, but no one will want to be around you. You'll be, you may become that, that rich person that's sitting in a humongous castle one day all by yourself because no one trusts you. And so you got to have two, you got to have both sides of this. Winning at life is reaching your potential with your integrity intact. So that's that's kind of the target of what we're looking for. Let's let's talk a little bit about how we can do that. How can we reach our potential with our integrity intact? I'm going to give you six ideas here. The first thing that we need to do is get clear on what we want to do. We can, we need to get clear on the specific objective of what we're trying to do. Um, in my in my life personally, uh, as, as a pastor, um, I've gotten very clear on this. What is it? What is it that I'm trying to do? What is it I'm trying to lead our team and our staff to accomplish? Well, what we're trying to do in the next twelve years is to launch one campus every year for the next twelve years. We would like to reach twenty thousand people by the year twenty thirty five. It's very clear. It's very specific. Now, if we whether or not we can do that. I'm not sure, but I think that's our potential. That's my potential as a leader, as a pastor. Um, and so that's what we're going to try to do. That's that's where we start. What is it that you are specifically trying to accomplish? Another example in my life, I'm trying to become financially independent by the age of 50. I'm 46 right now. That means I've got four years to do that. What does that mean? That means that I am trying to build up a, an investment portfolio that pays for my lifestyle so that I do not need a salary. That's what financial freedom or financial independence looks like. We've been working on that, my wife and I, for for actually for many years, we've been working on this. We've got four years left to do it. It's very specific. It's very, very clear. And I think that we have the potential to do that. What are you trying to accomplish? Where, where, what specifically are you trying to do with your life? I don't know if you guys have seen the most recent, uh, um, I guess, documentary on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, did I just say Arnold? It's, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's a three-part series that's on Netflix. Absolutely fascinating. Have you guys watched it? No. Phenomenal. In that in that little uh, docu-series there, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger shares how when he was a little kid growing up in Austria, he discovered uh, a picture of uh, the actor who was playing Hercules in, in, uh, in the movie. And the guy, I can't even remember the actor's name, but he's just got his shirt off and he's ripped. And, and Arnold Schwarzenegger cut that picture out of a magazine and he put it on his wall in his bedroom. And he said every day he'd look at that picture and said, I will become that man. I will look like that man. And he was like 12, 13 years old. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, and it became his dream. It became his dream to become that bodybuilder. Well, he obviously stuck with that and, you know, 
started to train as a young guy and then doors opened up and he realized he had the body for it and he started building muscle. One thing led to another. He moved to America and, you know, broke all the records, became one of the best bodybuilders of all time. And it all started with clarity. It all started with what do I want to do? And the reason why this is so important when it comes to, you know, the game of life or winning at the game of life is because when you get clear on what you want to do with your life, it creates passion. And passion, if we go back a couple podcasts ago, passion is absolutely critical to the whole scenario because what passion does is it creates motivation and it creates energy. It's that intrinsic motivation that you're going to need uh, to to reach your goals. And so what I would say to somebody, if I was sitting down at, at a coffee shop and, and you were struggling with, with living life and doing life well, I would say, hey, what is it you're trying to do? What's the objective? Where are you trying to get to? In your career, in your relationship, do you want to be married? Do you want to have children? Do you, you know, what do you, what kind of difference do you want to make in the world? You've got to get very, very clear if you want to win at the game of life. What is winning? It's reaching your potential with your integrity intact. So number one, get clear on what you want to do. Number two, identify the activities that will get you there. Identify the activities that will get you there. Recently, I read a book uh, called The Miracle Equation by Hal Elrod. I really, really enjoyed it, recommend it. Hal wrote a book. His first book was called The Miracle Morning. Fantastic book. I encourage everyone to grab that as well. This is his latest book. It's called The, <clears throat> it's called the Miracle Equation. And basically, Hal says there's two parts to creating a miracle in your life. Uh, it's not necessarily a spiritual book. It's more about you know reaching your potential. Um, he says there's uh, part one is unwavering faith, basically the belief that you can do it, and then the second part is extraordinary effort. And he says when you couple those two together, extraordinary faith, and I'm sorry, unwavering faith and extraordinary effort, you're going to get a miracle over time. Listen to what he says in the book. He says you aren't going to get anywhere. I'm sorry, I'll read it. I was reading the wrong quote. Uh, he says this, every goal or result that we wish to achieve is pre- preceded and created by a process. The specific actions necessary to produce the desired results and ultimately the life that those results will create. Which tasks will you per- perform every day before anything else? And what he's putting his finger on there is something that another author talked about uh, in a book called The Four Disciplines of Execution. Uh, by Chris McChesney, he says, he says that when you're trying to achieve something very specific, you have to focus your uh, your time and your energy on what's called lead measures. Now, a lead measure is a specific activity that will get you closer to your results. And in the book, he gives some great examples. Uh, the first one is with weight loss. A lot of people you know, they want to lose weight, what is 20 pounds, or they want to get in shape or whatever it is, 30 pounds, whatever. And he says, lead, a lead measure when it comes to losing weight would be two things. Number one, it would be influenceable and predictable. Influenceable in the sense that it's something you have control over. It's something that you can do yourself. It's not up to somebody else. It's not up to the weather. It's not up to whether it rains or shines or, you know, it's something that's within your control that you can do today. Influenceable. Secondly, it's predictable. In other words, there's evidence 
out there that others have taken this action and they have gotten results. And so when it comes to weight loss, he would say, what are those lead measures that you need to focus your life on? Well, it would be something like, you know, 30 minutes of cardio training every day. That's that's something you can do. You can get on the treadmill. That's just something you have control over. Is it predictable? Yes, it's predictable in the sense that if you burn calories every day on the treadmill, that there's a good chance that you're going to lose weight. Another uh, another lead measure would be to reduce the calories that you're taking in every day. So if you you know you figure out what your uh, what your body needs every day, and then you subtract two or three hundred calories from that, and so now you're on a what's called a, a, a calorie deficit. That's influenceable. That's something you can do. And it's predictable, meaning that others have done this behavior and they have lost weight. And so what Hal would say is, okay, great. And what Chris McChesney would say, they'd both say, all right, let's let's get some cardio in today and let's reduce our calories today. And guess what? Over time, those two activities will give you the result of losing 20 or 30 pounds. So you just take that illustration across the board. Let's say, for example, that um, you identify, you know, one of the things you want to do is you want to get closer to God. You want to walk closer with God. You want to experience God's presence more in your life. Awesome. Identify the activities that will get you there. What activities are both influenceable and predictable? Well, what you're going to find is that any type of pastor or, or, or spiritual leader is going to tell you that you need to spend time each day in God's Word, reading it, absorbing it, meditating on it, memorizing key passages. That's what they're going to tell you to do. They're also going to tell you to spend time each day in prayer. They're going to, they're going to encourage you to talk to God, to pray, to lay your requests before Him, to pray for other people, to confess your sin, to offer thanksgiving uh, and gratitude prayers every single day. You're going to find that these pastors will tell you, hey, you need to get into some type of community group where you're going to receive uh, some encouragement, some, some opportunity to discuss the Scriptures and unpack the Bible with somebody else, um, you know, where you're going to get a sense where uh, a place where you belong and you're accepted. Um, they're going to tell you to get into some type of community group for the encouragement, for the accountability. You're going to find that that uh, any type of pastor or spiritual leader is going to tell you, you need to be attending weekend services of some kind at a church where you can hear the Bible preached, where you can worship God through through music. These are What are these things? These are lead measures. That's all they are. They are activities that are influenceable, under your control. You can do them. You're not waiting on anybody else to do, to do something. You're taking control. And they're predictable in the sense that people who are doing these things, reading the Word, spending time in prayer, engaging in a small group, they're growing closer to God. So what have I said so far? Winning at the game of life is reaching your potential and with your integrity intact. How do we do that? We identify the specific thing we want to do, and then we identify the specific actions that will take us there. Okay, number three, do those actions every day. Do those actions every single day. I want to go back to Hal Elrod's book here real quick, The Miracle Equation. Listen to what he says. This is the, the quote I started to read. It was the wrong quote. He says, you aren't going to get anywhere if you take only a few steps and then quit. You must remain committed for an extended period of time to go the distance. Guys, this is the ballgame. 
it's not what you do every once in a while that makes a difference in our life. It's what you do repeatedly. It's what you do every day. The word that I would encourage you to write down if you're taking notes or thinking this through is consistency. Consistency is the magic pill when it comes to reaching your potential, when it comes to, the, to winning at the game of life. It's the people who are consistent day in and day out that actually make progress because it's the compound effect. Things, things compound over time and they accumulate and they accumulate into really good things or really bad things. And so we got to really watch our behaviors that we're engaging in on a daily basis. I have noticed in my life that the things that I do consistently, those are the things, though, and those are the areas of my life where I'm making progress. Where when I'm inconsistent, every now and then, a little bit here, a little bit there, not much progress at all. And so once you identify what those lead measures are, do them every single day. There's a guy uh, at the gym that I go to, his name is Steve, and he's like 50 years old. And um, he's there every day. He's he's a, he's absolutely ripped. He's in he's in incredible shape. Um, I mean, he's just uh, he, he belongs on the cover from of a, of a muscle fitness magazine, and 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 he's like five years older than me, and he's there every single day, totally dedicated. And so, because of his consistency. You know, he's getting the results that he's getting. Well, it's like that across the board. You know, you want to have a good, <clears throat> excuse me, you want to have a good marriage every day. Every day, tell your wife, you know, I love you. Encourage her, bless her, serve her. Not every once in a while, but every single day. And you will start to see those results. <clears throat> so, what have I said so far? Get clear on what you want to do. Identify the activities that will get you there and do those activities every single day. Number four, number four, stop doing everything else. <laughs> I'm not joking. <clears throat> stop doing everything else. Eliminate the activities that will stop, that will prevent you from making progress. Stop wasting time. That's basically what I'm saying. If you want to win at the game of life, you have to get you got to get serious about your schedule you got to get serious about in all all the ways that you're that you're actually wasting time i saw i saw the other day that the average american now spends two and a half hours on social media just scrolling and looking at instagram and snapchat and all these other platforms two and a half hours that's 864 hours a year now that comes out to 36 days 36 days a year. You don't even want to know what that looks like over a lifetime. 36, that's over a month. The average American is spending over a month a year on social media. So anybody that tells me, man, I don't, I don't have much time. You know, how, how do you get all this stuff done? I, I, don't, I wouldn't have time for that. I don't have time for this. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You just got to identify those things that you're doing that are wasting your time and you have to stop doing them. So there's so many things I just I just don't do in my life because I because I'm engaged in other lead measures that are getting me the results that I want to get in my life cuz why? I want to win. I want to win at life. If life is a game, I want to win. How do you play it? 
Well, you got you to gotta stop wasting time and eliminate all the distractions in your life, the wasted time, video games, television, uh, you know, you know, just pointless, mindless activity that, that doesn't get you anywhere. Now, I'm not talking about never taking a break. I take lots of breaks. I'm just saying when I take a break, I'm taking a very, very intentional break. I'm either taking a nap or I'm reading a book, uh, but I'm not just pointlessly wasting time with my life because life is short. Life is short. You don't, get a, you don't get forever, and so you have to leverage your time properly. So that's number four. Stop doing things that are wasting time. Number five, use deadlines. Use deadlines. Deadlines are powerful. I, I try to use deadlines in, in every aspect of my life in the areas I'm trying to make progress. Here at the church, I use deadlines every week. Every week I've got a Wednesday morning deadline. I've got a Saturday deadline. Uh, some of them are self-enforced. Some of them are enforced by my other my team. Uh, they are depending on me to get certain work done by a certain time. Well, what those deadlines do is they they may they ensure that I'm that I'm getting my work done. That I'm being productive. Use deadlines. Deadlines are powerful. Right now, I'm working on a book. I mentioned that last month. Um, it's a book I'm writing to pastors, you know, how to grow your church without wrecking your life. And the only reason that I'm six chapters into that book is because of deadlines. Well, I shouldn't say that. One of the main reasons I'm halfway done or more than halfway done is because I have a deadline. Every Wednesday morning, I've got a deadline. I've got to have a a chapter done or a portion of a chapter done. I have to email it to my coach. (laughs) And, uh, and she's waiting for it. And if I don't show it, if I don't send it, you know, I gotta, I gotta answer for that. So deadlines are absolutely powerful because deadlines create urgency and urgency creates activity. And that's what people do. People who are winning at life, they're taking action. They're moving. They're moving. They're doing productive things, things that will get them closer to what they said they wanted to do. Deadlines. Stop doing everything else that's wasting time. Do the activities every day. Identify what those activities are. Get clear on what you want to do. Last one. Ready? Number six. Put some money on the line. You heard me. Put some cash on the line. Money talks. It really does. At least it does for me. Um, I'm halfway through a book right now because I purchased I I purchased a coaching package. I I paid money for for a coach to help me write a book, and I'm not going to waste that money. That's twenty five hundred dollars I paid. So guess what? There's going to be a book because I'm not, I'm not, I didn't take a match to that money and just burn it up and say like, oh, $2,500. Look, this is, this is fun. Just burn it up. Nope. I'm going to get something. It might be a terrible book, (laughs) but I'm going to get something out of it. Why? Because money, money talks, money's motivating. And so, uh, um, I remember a couple months ago, um, a buddy of mine, we, 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 we wanted to do a physical fitness challenge and uh, he wanted to lose some weight, and I wanted to get in shape. And you know, there was some uh, competitive uh, male ego involved in all this. Not going to deny that. Um, but uh, you know, we said instead of just making a challenge, let's put some money on the line. So we put a thousand dollars on the line. We said whoever wins this challenge has to pay the other guy a thousand bucks. Well, as soon as that happened, as soon as a thousand dollars was put on the table, like I was like, oh, game on. Let's go. I am not losing $1,000. And so I went all out for 45 days. I mean, I just hit the gym twice a day. I was totally focused, and I won that bet. 
and he paid me, and it was great. <laughs> now, I'm not suggesting that you go out and bet. I am not saying that at all. I'm not pro-betting, all that stuff. So, you know, relax, everybody. Just relax, okay? Pastor didn't say it's, you know, I'm not for sports betting or anything like that. Uh, it's not a sinful. I'm just not for it. But man, when you put when you bet on yourself, it is incredibly motivating. You got it. When you put some money on the line, you get you get in gear and you get focused. Right? You can you can do it like this. You can do it. You can bet on yourself. You can say, you know what? I, I'm going to uh, commit to write this book or lose this weight or whatever it is. And if I don't hit my deadline, if I don't accomplish my goal, I am going to pay you. I'm going to pay somebody else. I'm going to I'm going to donate money to uh you know my favorite charity or um or, or my friend Jesse likes to say you know uh donate money to a charity that you don't like. <laughs> he talks about you know some sort of cat charity or whatever cuz he's not a fan of cats so he's like if I don't do this I'm donating $1000 to a cat charity. <laughs> because it's motivating. It's motivating. Now he's supporting something he really doesn't he really doesn't like. But when you put money on the line, man, it really gets you moving. And that's just something for fun to do there. So what have I said today, man? Life is a game. Life is a game. And you got to, you know, you, you got to play it well because it only, it only happens once. How are we going to do that? We're going to do that by being motivated, by learning skills and reaching our potential. And so hopefully today has been a blessing to you. It's been helpful, giving you some insights. I know sometimes it's uh, everything I say is not always, uh, you know, uh, worth uh, maybe taking and following, but it's working for me, and I just wanted to pass it along to you. So if this has been a blessing to you, man, uh, post about it, comment on it, like it, do all that fun stuff, re- you know, whatever. And uh, if you want to reach out to me, feel free to do that. You can catch me on uh, social media, Instagram, um, and Twitter. And if you don't have a home church, man, we'd love to see you at some point at Emmanuel Church uh, here in Southside of Greenwood. Um, you can check us out at eclife.org um, to find, uh, find a little bit more about us. And appreciate you guys, and uh, we will see you next month.